Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and mindfulness. Thought leaders, thoughts. With us in our virtual studio is uh, Caroline McGuire, and uh, I guess uh, I guess responses from uh, many, many, many guests on Attention Talk Radio uh, responding today on the thoughts of ADHD and mindfulness. Uh, we're going to get into that in the show here in a little bit, but real quickly, tonight's show, show is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Um, <clears throat> in celebration, we're going to give away uh, two free uh, digital copies of Attention Magazine. All you have to do is listen to this show and another show. Um, write down the secret words that we will give out during the show and email us uh, those secret words to attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Again, that's attention at attentiontalkradio.com. And we will send you a current PDF of the most recent edition of Attention Magazine and the one that will be coming out next. Uh, Chad has a tip for us that we're going to run, and then we're going to get into the show. So let's uh, roll the tape. Start the new year by staying up to date on ADHD. Subscribe to Attention Magazine, Chad's go-to source for practical information, clinical insights, and evidence-based strategies to help you manage ADHD. Give the gift that keeps on giving, Attention Magazine. Subscribe today at chad.org. That's C-H-A-D-D dot O-R-G. Thank you, Chad. Thank you for all you do for your support of Attention Talk Radio. Without uh, our advertisers and the likes of Chad, we couldn't do what we do. Really quickly, those that are not familiar, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to become uh, members of the organization. Uh, a Strong Chad is a strong ADHD community. They're the ones that are on Capitol Hill uh, speaking on our behalf with one voice and in regulatory agencies, among other places. Um, in addition to being uh, a member in supporting them. There's all kinds of great member benefits like Attention Magazine, uh, discounts to um, conference, exclusive uh, uh, other content. So uh, with that, let's get into the meat of the show. Um, our topic tonight is ADHD and mindfulness. And uh, I think it's really important. I've, I've been coaching, I think, 11 years or more for those with ADHD. And often there's people are looking for strategies, tips, and solutions. And I think those solutions or tips are those things that you kind of put in place that seem to uh, – the hope is is that they will resolve the issue. Like if you're having a time management problem, maybe you get an app or maybe you get a calendar or something like that in order to manage it. And what I've learned over the years is anybody who's really been successful managing ADHD, there's a level of mindfulness um, and a little bit of that effort. Uh, as Dr. Barco described it, you've got to use that executive functioning main brain excuse me, to override that automatic brain. The idea is to pause and think about what you're doing uh, with, with intention, which is no uh, easy trick. Um, so with the notion of, of mindfulness and um, and what it is, we polled the experts out there uh, with what they thought with regard to it. And then our show, we're going to roll the tape in a second. Uh, we're going to share what many others think about mindfulness. Uh, is it helpful for those with ADHD? And is it more difficult for those people with ADHD? So we, uh, I'm sure you're willing to gain a lot of insight on this. And, um, and as I've learned, uh, successful management of ADHD comes down to some level of engagement and uh, mindfulness and awareness and the ability to stop and think about what you're doing. So with that, we'll roll the tape. With me as a guest host uh, tonight, we've got uh, Caroline McGuire. Caroline, how are you doing? 
I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about mindfulness. It's on the lips of everyone nowadays. It is, it is, and I'm fascinated by this conversation. And it came about from all the interviews that I've done in the past with regard to experts, and tonight what we did is we actually sent out questions to a variety of experts to get their responses uh, to them, and we'll be sharing a little bit more of that with uh, with you guys tonight and talking about mindfulness and uh, ADHD, um, some of the things it can do and, and some of the challenges with it. But uh, So, Caroline, you ready to go? I am absolutely ready. Um, I'm excited about this. I read some great things from these experts, and um, I, you know, I've, I've actually been talking to different people and, and trying to figure out what is mindfulness and um, how can we make it happen. Well, just real quickly, we're, we're going to be delving around, but we got responses from Dr. Charles Parker, Dr. Russell Ramsey, Linda Rogley, David Gwerk, Dr. David Now, Kirsten Milliken. Uh, the ladies at Impact ADHD, that would be Elaine and Diane, Melissa Orlov, uh, uh, Wes Gray, and Mark Burton, to name a few. So we've got some really good sample size here. And I think one of the things that, that came out to me in the responses of many of these, Caroline, was was some of them didn't address it, but many of them were like, okay, how do you define mindfulness? And I thought there were some pretty interesting responses. Um, what was your take on it? So that's a great thing. My take on it was that um, <laughs> to some extent people said that it was more awareness. Um, Dr. Now had a, um, or Dr. Burton had a good one. He said um, that it was when you are uh, non-judgmentally aware, which I liked mm-hmm. because, um, you know, we can be aware but then be kind of in our heads. Um but a lot of people seem to be saying almost, I, I know it when I see it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, that the awareness piece came out over and over and over again. Well, it was interesting because uh, Elaine taylor Claus talked about, where is it, there's, there's mindfulness practices and there's a mindfulness approach. And she said the distinction is like there's a coach, the difference between coaching someone and taking a coaching approach I'm having a hard time articulating, but one is just kind of there's the awareness of your thoughts um, and be mindful. But to me, there's another thing is the actual exercise of practicing witnessing your attention. And to me, there's a distinction between those those two to a degree. And and uh, Mark Burton, Dr. Mark Burton, he kind of talked about there's a few levels. One is the first is the calming down phase, and then there's the pause and the awareness. And then the next phase is really kind of watching your thoughts in a non-judgmental way. And I thought that that was really a much deeper kind of description of mindfulness and and the witnessing of your attention, not so much as just being aware of what, what takes place. Thoughts on that? Well, I think that what I loved about what Dr. Burton said, and of course he just has a, a new book about mindfulness out, um, Mindful Parenting, where he really broke it down into the states of being that you can get into. And, you know, I like that because I feel like, you know, you can um, see that moving through these phases helps you. But I also like the fact that it seems to be something that's active. Um, It's something that you you do, Um, like you said, an exercise. Um, and so what I like about what he said is that um, it gives us an understanding that there's these levels of mindfulness and we can sort of have it at one level where you're just calming down, but then you really can continue um, to, to build on it. 
And you said something, that, and everybody, I'm, I'm just a coach. I'm just a knucklehead that talks to these people. So these are just my general thoughts. Is to me, mindfulness is I relate it to like meditation. When you're sitting there and you're focused in on your breathing and trying to just notice it, and you notice your mind wander away from focusing on your breathing, and you catch it. The moment that you catch that it's wandered away, and you bring it back to focusing on your breath. That's a moment of practice. It's an exercise. It's basically w- witnessing your attention shy away and come back to it. And from from my perspective, Caroline, mindfulness really is an exercise. It's something that's to be practiced. It's just not this spiritual Zen-like feeling. Um, and it's not. There's there's one thing to be aware, like. I'm aware that my mind is off, but that exercise of bringing it back to me, this is just me, is, is the, what really makes that difference between just the awareness and my, the practice of mindfulness. I think so, too, because one is really about being calm, and the other is about being able to bring your body and be aware of your body enough to, to create the attention that you don't necessarily have as easily. So... Um, I feel like it's, it's, you know, that's what we, we would all like to get to, where we can bring ourselves back. Um, you know, being aware is great, but be, being able to bring yourself back and, and actually engaging in that is, is really important. Which, which kind of goes, I, I like how you said that, because as we, as we start to talk about the details of this, is if we begin to see ADHD as a self-regulation issue, the ability to regulate the attention and see it and be aware of it and bring it back to where we want to go is, to me, why there's, you know, I think everybody thinks there's something to this mindfulness, but it's it's so difficult to, it's like nailing jello to the wall, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to kind of get it up there, and that's what creates a little bit of, 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 of misunderstanding about it a little bit, um, um, but but to me, that's the fact that those with ADHD struggle with self-regulation, to me, is the reason why m- mindfulness or the practice or the exercising of it is so important. Thoughts? I absolutely agree, and I think that, um, you know, one thing that many of, of the folks who wrote in said was body awareness. And I think that um, because... Um, we have a tougher time um, noticing. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great thing if you can have some exercise that would allow you to pay attention to your body so you can hear its signals, which might be things as simple as, you know, I'm too run down or, yep. you know, I'm, I'm not able to, um, you know, I'm not able to function as well right now or something yep. larger about, you know, happiness. Um, yep. But I think... It's really all about catching yourself and and putting yourself into the state toward more self-awareness, which is, of course, easier said than done. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm going to go to a commercial break here in a second, but let's just kind of bat around the horn here right now. Is We posed the question to the export, is how important is mindfulness in the management of ADHD? And I know Dr. Russ, Dr. Russ Ramsey said uh, basically um, – he said, absolutely, it's, it's, it's very, very important. Um, Linda Rogley, it's the most important piece. Uh, David Gork at the ADD Coach Academy, it's extremely important. Um, let's see, Dr. Uh, Charles Parker, absolutely necessary in terms of, of that, that context. Uh, Melissa Orlov, um, it's critical. I'm hearing these words 
they're of absolutes from this crowd. Uh, also, uh, Dr. Uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Elaine Taylor Kloss, Impact ADD. She also uses the word critical. And uh, Dr. Burton says, mindful is important. Um, and stressing that. So kind of across the board, everybody's basically saying, yes, it's a big deal. But it's amazing to me how so many of them are saying it's actually necessary and critical. Thoughts? I think that why they say it's necessarily necessary and critical is the reason you call yourself an attention coach. Because if you don't become more aware of things and your patterns, I mean, one thing a lot of them talked about was patterns, um, then it's really hard to change. You're essentially, you you know, the mindfulness process is really bringing um, us to a place where we can become witnesses more easily and pay attention. Um, and I think, you know, change is often based on seeing our own patterns. Yep. So yep. I really think that's, that's the, the theme in terms of why yep. it's so important. Yep. I want to go to break. When we come back, we talk about the practice of it. Is it easy or more difficult? But before we do, I want to share this. Uh, Dr. David Now's response, as part of his question, is, um, is, is he, he believes that, that mindfulness is central to ADHD management. But he describes as our attention is a commodity. It's being bought and sold on the open market. And um, you only have a, a certain amount of attention. And I, I thought that was interesting how he framed it out in, in the notion of is, is, is it important or not is like, Yes, your attention is being wrestled with and fought for every day in the open market, and that notion of if you're going to control it, you need to kind of be witness to it and use it as a resource. I just thought that was kind of an interesting way of articulating it in a, in a different type of way, that it is a commodity and you need to, to take control over that commodity and manage it. So just, just editorial side. I think that's very um, true. Uh, let's go to a break real quick. Uh, Caroline, um, our listeners out there, to learn more about you and what you're doing, uh, you want to share your website? Sure, necoaching.com, um, and I'd love to have people come. I have a new blog. A new blog, and she does a, a great great job uh, working with uh, families, adolescents, and children in, in that particular space. And I'm Jeff Copper. You can learn me more about me by going to digcoaching.com. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Secret Word Tonight's Leaders. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk Radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. 
Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Hey, you parent or your kid who struggles with performance, motivation, or behavior? I'm Cindy Goldrich, parent, coach, and teacher trainer. Join me to learn how to reduce the chaos and stress and tackle issues such as motivation, setting boundaries, and increasing compliance. I've been helping parents for over 10 years through my nationally recognized parent workshop series, Calm and Connected. Join me for a live webinar, and it's now also available on demand. Go to ptscoaching.com to register today. That's ptscoaching.com. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Caroline McGuire and I are having a spirited conversation over the question, do all roads lead to mindfulness when it comes to managing ADHD? And before the break, I think we got a resounding yes from the experts that uh, it's exceptionally important, exceptionally critical. So now the next question, which I think is the question of the day, is it more difficult for those with ADHD to be mindful or practice mindfulness? So uh, in reading the material, Caroline, you want to share what uh, what you gleaned? Yes. I mean, resoundingly, everyone said, you know, Melissa Orloff, um, Dr. Now, uh, Dr. Burton, Linda Rogley, everyone sort of went to this place of it's harder for us. Um, and I think if you talk to people and, and when we work with people, often people say, I want to, but I never get to it, or it doesn't become part of of what I do. So I think it's absolutely a great thing and essential, but it is harder, I think, for the ADHD population to to do. You know, the consensus, I think, is there. What was interesting to me, and I'm trying to remember who said it, but they made the distinction, um, the actual mindfulness, as they described, they thought it was the same but it was harder to practice. And I find that fascinating to me because um, I do a lot of talking about ADHD, the impact of ADHD in sports and exercise. And one of the things that I talk about is how exercise is a repetitive and boring routine task. And um, if done without any other stimulation, uh, people don't do it. So usually people exercise when they're doing it with somebody or they're on a bike or, or something like that, and it seems to me that I, I really like to kind of resonated for me because maybe they can do it like everybody else, maybe they can't, but to me that part where they actually have to practice, they have to make time, and that being more difficult, I just thought that was an interesting insight. Your thoughts on that? I think, I mean, Jeff, I, I think it's true. I think the analogy toward exercise is, is a good one because I think um, you're talking about needing to stop and incorporate something as a routine, um, but, you know, what about if we think about it as we think of exercise, where when you implement body doubles, accountability systems, fun, um, mm-hmm. it becomes less of a chore, and we sort of address that core issue, which is that, you know, you once told me this, swimming laps is boring, right? Yep. So it's it's really, I think, that it is a good thing to do mindfulness, but maybe to do it, we have to look at it differently um, and, and make it um, something that 
is um, something we're practicing, not something that um, we're trying to schedule on a calendar. Yep. Uh, it's funny because as you were saying this, at the end of the questions we asked, uh, you know, any other thoughts, and Melissa or- Orlov actually wrote, um, I think I would try to learn about mindfulness practice in person. In other words, actually being with somebody to do that, to kind of pull that stuff together, which kind of lends itself to a little bit what we're talking about. And we'll talk about this in a little bit because I think people talk a lot about mindfulness, but, okay, that's great, but how do we get there from here? So what I glean from this is everybody, for the most part, agrees mindfulness is very important, very helpful for those with ADHD, but in general, it's also more difficult for those with ADHD, whether it's the actual practice of mindfulness or I'm assuming the actual being mindful or the practice of it. So, Caroline, the next question we asked was, is can you manage ADHD without being mindful? In reading the responses, what, did, what was your take from, uh, from the masses? Well, it was interesting because some people said yes, but no. Um, so I, Melissa Orloff, for instance, said yes and no, right? Um, yep. It, it, you, you have to therefore be committed to managing your ADHD. But basically the consensus, I know David Gwerk said, you know, then you're not paying attention to what you're paying attention to. Um, and there was a consensus that um, because you're not being mindful or practicing mindfulness, which really is about calming stopping, pausing, um, then you're not necessarily um, going to witness yourself, so how do you move forward? Um, and I thought that was interesting because everybody sort of said, yes, you can, but if you want to be your best self, it's really a good idea. You, you articulated it very well. And I'm, I'm going to say something. I don't want to counter because I think that's that, that's definitely there. But the other thing that I took to, to is you don't have to be mindful um, to manage your ADHD. However, one of the caveats I saw is a few people kind – of, one actually said if you could just kind of stumble into the right environment or kind of be lucky, which which, which to me was the, the funny part of the yes-no is like, yes, you can get lucky – and just happen into it or have a few things and manage your ADHD with that. But by and large, I thought, as you had said, the consensus was is if you really want to take it to the next level, it's really, really important to kind of step in and, and, and be mindful or, or practice that. So I just that caveat of you can get lucky in the right environment, just, I just, I, it just stood out to me to be kind of fascinating. Right. I would love to be lucky in the right environment. I think that would be just aces. But um, usually, um, you know, that doesn't happen for us. So, you know, I think that what I took away, too, is, um, you know, the mindfulness will allow you um, to reach some of your longer-term goals. Yep, yep. So I want to go to a break. When we come back, everybody, I want to get to the hard, real, what I consider to be the hard part about this, and I think it was somewhat revealing in some of the responses that we have. Uh, before we go to break again, Caroline, please share your website so those that want to learn more about what you're doing have a place to go to check it out. Great. Thanks so much, Jeff. It's necoaching.com, and I work with kids and families. And uh, to learn more about me, go to digcoaching.com, and with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Secret Word Tonight's leaders. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. 
To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Attention Talk Radio. I'm here with Caroline McGuire. We're talking about mindfulness, and we're getting to the hard part. And Caroline, this is, this is. I'm, I'm kind of giddy about this because I, I think that 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 attention is. You know, I just love to talk about attention. I like to pay attention to attention, and I think some people just don't understand attention. And and one of the things that that struck me is we asked, does anybody have any, like exercises and models? And what was surprising to me is many of them reflected like an outcome. Like David Gorka's, you, you have to pause. I, I understand that that's the thing. But I was interesting because there wasn't a lot of things to me that were really clear in terms of what an, a mindfulness or mindfulness exercise might look like. Um, did you see anything? Well, so I, I'm going to give Dr. Burton credit um, because he has some stuff in his new book, like Pause for Teenagers Before They Hit Send, and that's an exercise. So I'm giving him credit um, for that because he, he did, you know, sort of point us in that direction. Um, but mm-hmm. I overall felt like the, the response was sort of, um, Dr. Parker said you can do things by degrees, right? So mm-hmm. try to find a small way to do it. Um, but overall, you know, it was, it was again, that um, I know what the result is, but how to get there is, is a longer road. Yeah, so the the two that came that had something is, is, is Melissa Orlov had two things that were exercises. One is a gratitude journal where you sit down and you write, "I am grateful for." I thought that was kind of interesting because it's kind of it's it's an exercise to direct your attention to notice some things, and it's it's not as clear. But to me, there's a little bit of of mindfulness in there. And what I am feeling right now was another exercise that she did. And I know that Sesame Street in their curriculum talk a lot about kids to understand, feel the feeling. They help them put a name to that feeling, and then they do something called belly breathing. Which, if you want to hear more about that catch us in about three weeks at the end of the month when we're, we're interviewing them. But to me, those were like, like okay, I, I, you're saying this is an exercise. I can see, I can sit down, and I can kind of begin to execute that um, to a degree. Then there was uh, uh, Linda Rogley talked about she prefers mind, prefer walking meditation where she's walking and she walks very, 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 very slowly with very, very deliberate steps. And as you begin to do that, I begin to see, like, 
a person to concentrate because ordinarily you walk with a certain gait or a certain speed, and if you're intentionally going to kind of slow it down, you're kind of noticing your attention and, and, and focusing on something like that. And, and, and those have some resemblance for me. But the reason I'm bringing this up, when I'm working with clients and I'm trying to help them learn how to pause or to be mindful, I do have some exercises that I give them to kind of help them witness it or to be able to witness the executive functioning brain and how difficult it is um, to, to self-regulate and, over, I mean, um, and override the, the automatic brain. So, for example, an exercise I will give them is, is find a busy time of the day, maybe an hour, maybe 15 minutes, but I want you to do everything with your less dominant hand. And when you think well, about that's all, that... That's hard. <laughs> you, yeah, it's hard. And you, gotta, you, you have to be mindful. You have to notice your attention. Is, and, and what's funny is, is when I give that exercise, people will come back and they'll go, I kept forgetting about it and I kept going back to my dominant hand. The other ones will say they got to the point where they were so focused on making sure they used their less dominant hand, they forgot what they were doing because they had to hold it top of mind the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I, I think that it would also make me just more aware of the things I'm good at versus the things I'm not yep. as good at, too. But, but but the thing about, the cool part about this is, is it's just an exercise, and the design is for people to actually witness the attention and how difficult it is. And the more you exercise, it's like the more you shoot free throws, right, the better you get at free throws. So if you have to stop and pause and think about which hand you're going to do, that pause, you're practicing it, over and over and over and over and over. So in real life, you're more apt to maybe be mindful of your attention from those exercises and actually pause before you hit the send button, as you talked about earlier. I absolutely agree. And and I think that, um, you know, the more that people can make it a little bit fun like that, yep. um, then the more likely we are to do it. I want to I want to kind of talk about this. And everybody, I, I'm... I, 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 I am representing – I've interviewed a whole bunch of people over the years, and it's been funny because I've been fascinated with this. And I'm not saying that I'm, I'm, I'm right or there, but I'm sharing my opinions because this is the area to me where it kind of breaks down as they talk about it. But specific exercises, if you're going to practice mindfulness, what exact exercises can you do? So I shared the one that I just did. Another one might be to listen to music and try to focus in on just listening to the bass guitar not being distracted. And if you notice you're listening to something else, you bring it back to the bass guitar. And you do that for three or four minutes to practice witnessing your attention moving away and catching it and bringing it back. Or, again, witnessing yourself in a, in a, in a meeting where you're getting upset and realize, like my emotions are kind of getting away from I need to kind of bring them back. Again, what, what, what's interesting to me, Caroline, and, and, and I'll be interested in your thoughts, is what's missing are tactical uh, procedural exercises for those with ADHD to sit down and do because what I when I read some of this even some of them say it's this spiritual Zen like thing I can't connect to that I don't know how to execute it so when they say go be mindful I don't really know what what am I supposed to do I'm lost whereas if I say hey go open doors with your non dominant hand now I got a practical thing that I can kind of go execute so for, again for me what was interesting is everybody agrees it's good everybody agrees it's hard but I didn't see a lot of practical exercises just from my perspective then I want to kind of allude to those things is if you did have those practical exercises now we go back to as I described earlier 
Athletic exercise is repetitive and boring, and it's usually better to do it with somebody else. And the way all this is described, if they did give the exercises, to me one of the barriers are you got ADHD, it's, you still actually have to make the time to sit down and do it. And I think that is really hard. So if it's difficult to, to practice mindfulness, to me is we need the exercises and we need the environments that make it more stimulating to do it, because if not, that's where it breaks down to me. And again, everybody, that's just my opinion. It doesn't necessarily mean it's right. But if I made you think, then at least I'm kind of doing my job. So I'm going to be quiet, and I'm just interested in your thoughts, Caroline. So I have a bunch of thoughts coming rapidly. Um, one is that um, I do think that there needs to be practices so that the rubber hits the road and you have an actual mission to complete. Uh-huh. Um, yep. I do think that the environment um, and the body doubles and accountability systems could help us for that. I also think that Dr. Parker's not wrong. Doing it by degrees you know, they have adult coloring yep. books now. Um, they have, you know, an exercise you can do with little kids where you have them draw ten pictures, and by the time they're done, they're calmed down. Um, you know, you can do sewing. You can do gardening. So maybe it's, it's not necessarily that you're going to uh, stop twice a day to do a, a meditation. Maybe it's that you're going to try to engage, um, like Linda Rogley said, in some activities that, promote more calm and more ability to notice and pay attention what you're paying attention to. But for some people, like you said, I actually have a hard time heading toward that calm. And I think if you had an environment or a buddy, that would help me create the accountability. Um, Because otherwise, like I said, I think it's just something that you're trying to do, and then you end up with this feeling of failure. When you didn't really fail, it's just you didn't have exercises to do. You just described something I shared. Back when I was in high school, uh, living in Virginia, I was was swimming in Fairfax, Virginia at at this club, and we we got into this yoga thing, and I remember we got into this room, and they put uh, uh, Steely Dan music on the background, and this woman was having us lay down and practice, like, tensing up a leg and kind of let it go and feel it like kind of like melt into the floor. And at the time, I didn't really see it as mindfulness and stuff like that, but it was fascinating because between the music and her voice and doing the exercise with like you know 20 other swimmers, I actually really had a good time. It actually was fun. And reflect back on that every once in a while and say, you know, I'm stressed, I'm stressed out. I should do that right now. And, you know, it's just it's as, as, as much as I remember it, it was awesome, but I can't seem to do it right now because then those environmental factors are, are, are not there. So I think it's, again, just again another example from my perspective how that can be difficult to do on your own, even though you know it might be good for you. Right, but that's true of so many things with ADHD, yep. right, that we find ourselves in certain environments or situations or with certain people where we can do something we really want to do. So in a way, you know, it, it's almost like you're just – Putting this mindfulness is a great thing to do, but we still face the same challenges. So then it goes back to what do we do to get ourselves to do other things, better situations, buddies, um, igniting our brain. And maybe mindfulness for you doesn't have to look like what it looks like for other people. Yep. Um, Yep. Because, you know, I'm probably never going to take a yoga class um, yep. And I'm probably never going to do certain other things, but I might engage in these these adult coloring books. That sounds like fun to me. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, let's just to kind of back up a little bit. The, the title of the show, "Do All Roads Lead to Mindfulness?" And I say that because 
trying to reflect back. We did a show with uh, Dr. Barkley years ago. I talk about it all the time on uh, executive function deficit disorder construct, and he talks about the level one thinking tools. And in that space, it's really being kind of conscious of what's going on and applying those tools um, because they are in this in this space of mindfulness. We've had uh, uh, Dr. Mark Burton on talking about this very topic. Uh, Ari Tuckman and I have come on and talked about, uh, you know, what's your daily um, diet of attention, which relates kind of back to uh, uh, Dr. Now's uh, comments that, you know, it's a commodity that's being fight for, you know, how do you, how are you serving your attention? What are you what are you controlling and paying attention to? We've had uh, Greg Creech on from the uh, the, the to do incident to, with some attention exercises that really kind of come back to that. We've had people coming on talking about emotions and self regulation, and all all those roads really come back to that consciousness and that awareness of overcoming it. Uh, uh, David Gork coming on the power of the pause. Um, all that stuff, it's its literally like every show that we do, some form of it somehow comes back to mindfulness, which is why I just think it's amazing, and it's literally everywhere. And everybody thinks it's important, but nobody's – I think we're still faring through, hence the show. So those are some of my thoughts and experiences. Anything, anything else you have to share? I think it's become something everyone's talking about in America, um, you know, mindfulness and the benefits of mindfulness and what could, um, what could you know, how could it be a practice. Um, and so I think it's definitely something that we should pay attention to. And I think that the biggest um, thing is to know thyself and look, you know, as a person with ADHD, um, what is it? that you could do um, that would interest you, that would create an environment that would be possible um, to pause and pay attention. Because if you can find something, I do think it can be a tremendous tool. With kids, it's shown to be a tremendous tool. We know from research with adults. But I think, you know, rather than holding yourself to sort of what other people do, again, what can you do? Yes, yes. It's not that I always go back to the exercise. I do these these talks on impact of ADHD and exercise, and they ask, you know, how much exercise should you do? And my answer is the amount you will do. <laughs> 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 what type of exercise should I do? The kind that you like? Um, it's They're simple answers, and they're, they're in the face of, if you read the research, it's like, well, you should exercise cardio for 45 minutes or whatever. Like, and I go, yeah, well, that all sounds good, but if you're not doing it, it's not doing you any good. So if you walk around the house at least three times a day and you're doing it, it seems to me that's, that's going to move you in the right direction. So um, same thing here is when it comes to mindfulness, um, everybody's completely different. What works for you works for you. Just do what, what, what works for you. Don't don't necessarily think that you have to do it any particular way or any way somebody says it to you. So... With that, uh, any final comments before we wrap it up? No, I think really that this is um, something that can help us cope with emotion and pay attention um, to and notice our bodies. So anything you can do to create that pause in the day I think really will be helpful. Um, It's just a matter of doing it our own special way. And this is ADHD Awareness Month, and that's why we're doing the show. Do all roads lead to mindfulness? I think that they do, and it's something that we need to be aware of and something we need to pay attention to. So with that, Caroline, thank you so much for coming on the show. No problem. Thank you. And again, can you share your uh, web address for our listeners? NECoaching.com. 
Excellent, excellent. Thanks again. Again, if you want to learn more about uh, myself, Jeff Copper, go to digcoaching.com. Hope you enjoy the show. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.